Hello, hello, beautiful people. It's Monday morning in my world. Yeehaw. <laughs> okay, I'm excited to start the week. Because the beginning of the week, I got to work hard. And then at the end of the week, I just got to drive and, and learn things. So, let's start off. It's February 1st. We're going to start off with an inspirational quote that I really like. And it comes from Zig Ziglar. And he says, you don't have to be great to start. But you do have to start to be great. It's an action-taking one, correct? And we all know how much I love taking action and how much I think we need to do the work. And the work is what gets us where we need to get going. So I guess that's why I appreciated that one so much. Okay, daily reading for today. It doesn't tell me who starts us off with the quote, but it says, He who hesitates is sometimes saved. Recovery is teaching us to think situations through to the end before we act. In the past, we often reacted first and thought later. Unable to wait out the pain, we tried to fix our problems by artificial means. Gambling, drugs, alcohol, food, sex, excitement. Our only goal was to escape and get some relief from the ups and downs of life. Rushing from one situation to another, we seldom slowed down enough to relax and really think through the consequences of our actions. Now we're learning to solve problems instead of escaping from them. Learning to sit still with discomfort, knowing it'll eventually pass, has given us real personal power in our day-to-day living. What a, what a wonderful freedom to no longer be driven by the demons of obsession and compulsion, but instead to experience our feelings as friends instead of enemies. When we allow ourselves to sit with such friends, open to what they can teach us, we will never be alone. Today, let me think difficult situations through to the end before deciding how to act. Okay, let me start by saying that taking our time and thinking through does not mean wait forever and take no action. But the distinction of escaping and procrastinating on the problem and not dealing with it versus thinking about it are two very different things. It calls out feelings as our friends. And in the recovery environments that I'm in, even on the bad days, if the folks are working on recovery, and I felt this way too, if I'm feeling something, even if it's uncomfortable, it's a It's a sign of progress and a good sign because I'm not numbing or escaping from it. And that was that was a crucial part of last year for me was processing the feelings. And that's why giving up the alcohol was it I just because I wasn't gambling didn't mean I could use alcohol to zone out and forget about the problems. I had to face everything. And how I chose to do that was by sharing with you guys, going to meetings, diving into my work, talking to my friends, going for walks, all the things, all the coping mechanisms that while I was feeling those feelings, I could still do and process and talk through and get to what I've called the other side the other side of the problems, the other side of the situations because they're getting handled. And 
Here's the thing. We can run away and escape for a while. And even if we come back and the problem's like not in front of our face, but we've still never dealt with it, it's going to sneak back, guys. The things we don't address will come back to haunt us. We need to we need to do the work back to the bucket scenario, right? It's those chances are it's those final three inches in the bucket that are destroying us. That those are the ones we're escaping from. And if we don't ever shovel out the shit in the bottom of our bucket, we're gonna go back to whatever it is that we use to cope from it. The bet, the drink, the what did they say? Food, sex, any of those things, whatever the thing is. The reason I believe that it's possible to be comfortable saying I would never gamble again, or if I did, it would be by like a legitimate mindful decision is because I'm processing the shit. There's no way for it to accumulate anymore. I speak my mind. I live an authentic, true life. I practice recovery every single freaking day. I believe in my dream. I'm working towards it. I have accountability, which is another recovery thing, by being connected to everyone here. And I process my feelings. Now, if I didn't, if I didn't have my counselor, if I didn't have my friends, if I didn't have you, if I didn't go to meetings, if I didn't read the literature, if I didn't meditate, if I didn't sleep, if I didn't drink my water, if I didn't do all those things for a period of time, those things that make me successful in processing my feelings or the situations that I used to escape from, sure, then I think relapse would be just as in, imminent for me as the next guy. Like, I just believe that that's the way it would be. So when I'm always telling you, take action, do the work, and it is an everyday process and a, an everyday job, it protects us. That's why, that's why I tell you. And from a, from a processing feelings part and making them their friends, it's going to be a little different for everyone. Some people are going to cry. Like my friend, I have a friend that cries all the time. And whether it's good or bad, it's just how she processes. And I'm starting to view crying as cleansing the soul instead of my enemy. I used to think it was my enemy. And this is part of part of the semantics of what I I grasped in corporate America was like we weren't allowed to cry. It made you weak and it made you, you know, not promotable or or whatever the thing was, because it it just wasn't meant at work. But if you were frustrated at work or you had a situation or whatever, you know, you're going to still feel like for me, I just took projects too personal. So that was a lot of the time where I got frustrated and crying would be a good release. But again, not acceptable in the office, which is fine. I don't have to go to an office anymore. So crying is one way to release into process. Journaling could be it. Talking to someone can be it. I would recommend whether whether you're listening because you're a gambling addict or you're struggling with some sort of addiction or you're dealing with people in your life or you're just someone going through a challenging stuff, 
I think everybody should get some sort of therapy or counseling or coaching, depending on where you are in your life, so that you can process or a sponsor or and a sponsor, whatever it is for you. But they're the they're the cheerleaders to help us with processing. They can ask us the questions that we need to dig deep into whatever problems or things present themselves and give us some perspective. Not give us advice. Generally they they coach and counsel. And I, I like I like that because then it's food for thought. I mean, you as a person will always have your free will to make up your own mind, but at least you'll have more things to contemplate. Like this reading's talking about slowing down and contemplating. When when we were at the center, there was a couple examples where one of the guys had a business trip going to Vegas and he thought that it would be just fine to go to Vegas even though he was like maybe less than a year clean or whatever. And he brought it to the group and the group of course said, don't go to Vegas. But the point was, and one of the beautiful things about this group in this environment was that we could go in and bounce things off of each other because we couldn't always see what the right answer was when it applies to ourself. So even though it says, go slow and contemplate and stuff, I would, I would advocate that you don't do that alone. That way you can maybe see things that you wouldn't normally see if you were just working on it yourself. But if you, if you want to work on it yourself and you think you can come up with a solution with a little time, give it a whirl. I mean, it's better than, it's better than the reaction and the, the quick response that gets us in trouble. So I like that. We haven't, we haven't really chatted about this before quite to this extent, I guess. I mean, I would, I would always say, you know, don't react maybe in anger or your initial emotion. But, but this gets a little deeper into taking the time to contemplate. I like that word, contemplate, and sort through what you think is best. I remember being in a situation where when I was out in Wisconsin for a visit, and uh, I was really pissed off. And my first reaction was, let me get in a car and go to the, get out of there, like go to the hotel and leave the next day. And once I had some time to think about it, I realized that wasn't the right choice. And I went back and tried to solve the problem the best way I knew how to, at least, or at least to communicate or whatever. And again, I'm not saying that sometimes leaving the conversation or the fight or the whatever it is. I mean, as long as we're doing it respectfully so that we can circle back, collect our thoughts and have productive conversations, productive communication. That's what, to me, like that's part of the beauty of recovery and not using. And when we when we communicate and create this good cycle of open communication, now things are going to hurt, things are going to sting, things are going to make us uncomfortable. But by having those things, having those talks, instead of letting them build up, we can work through things with our partners, our friends, whoever we're in this situation with, and get through to the next thing versus it festering, festering, festering. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody spills milk and we're, we're completely off the rails and going postal. 
so think about that. If you process the stuff, you're not building it up. You're not filling your bucket with that crap. You're not cementing down another three inches if you have done the housework on, on the first three. So think about it in that context. It's, it's very freeing and liberating. So take the time to process the stuff in a way that's productive for you. All right, beautiful people. I hope that you have a... Well, I, I want to start it to sing, I hope you're happy. Mom texted me that they were playing, I hope you're happy in one of the grocery stores. I was like, did you dance? Anyway, I hope you're happy. How about that for a Monday wish? All right, beautiful people. I will talk to you tomorrow.